Live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Bad Mojo Media Studios presents This Passion Driven Life. Now on to the show. Breaking news. I'm your host, Daryl Bates. And this is the Bad Mojo Media's Passion Driven Show. Let me collect my microphone, head on out to the studio. Let's get the show on the road. Daryl Bates from Bad Mojo Media Studios here live in Las Vegas. And uh, with me, I have the absolute pleasure to have Ben Bass from Ben's Concrete Creations, correct? That's so, right, man. Thanks, Daryl. Absolutely. Actually, I, it's a pride and joy of mine to have people like yourself on the show where we can really start talking about where we're going in the industry, what we're doing in our lives, and how we intend to grow long-term in the future. And most importantly, what we're going to provide others and how we're going to help them do the same thing that we're trying to do. Um, right on. So, cool. so with that, let me let me ask you first of all, Ben, introduce yourself. Tell us and the audience who you are. Let's start out from there. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like you said, my name is Ben Bass. Um, I am the owner of Ben's Concrete Creations. Uh, we mainly do residential concrete. Um, just you know, this is our fourth year in business. Um, when I started four years ago, uh, I didn't know anything but plain gray. Uh, I was raised in concrete. My dad was a concrete contractor, my uncle. Some of my first memories were actually um, about five years old or so, you know, on a mag, you know, just messing around on the edges. Um, and, you know, so anyways, when I started my business, you know, I didn't know anything about uh, decorative concrete. And, um, you know, it's crazy. The first job that I did, uh, I was asked to stamp one yard of concrete in order to do a 50 yard driveway. So, of course, you know, I said, yeah, I can do it. No problem. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I, I stamped that. And, uh, now that I look back, it's pretty embarrassing, but man, I was so proud of that. And at that moment, I knew that I was meant to be doing decorative concrete. So here we are today, man. It's been an awesome journey so far. So that to me is an epiphany moment. So I had a similar yeah. epiphany moment years ago in my career, and I had been running a maintenance business and the maintenance business, quite frankly, was a glorified cleaning business that I tried to get away from cleaning and more into full service building maintenance. And it worked. We got yeah. into snow removal, yard care, landscaping. I was doing mats and runners. And then we got into even vending machines and other kinds of different maintenance uh, opportunities within the industry. And at one point, somebody finally asked me if I could polish concrete. And, and when I took that endeavor and I said, I'm going to do this, I, I researched, I got a, a Husqvarna, actually, I rented one to begin with. And we did like 60,000 square feet in this facility that I had maintenance for years. And we nailed it. Wow. And there was a minute yeah. where I understood that I took a piece of shitty old concrete from the 60s and made it look like it was a river rock, just like it was the most pretty stone marble. It was so gorgeous when I was complete. And, and that was one of my epiphany moments. We all have more as we grow in our career, right? But sure. that was the yeah. first one that said, hey, this is something way more enjoyable and way more uh, you know, enlightening, if you will, than, than the right. mundane thing I was doing. So where are right. you located at, first of all? Let me let me get the skinny on that. Um, so we're based out of Blairsville, Georgia, which is about two hours north of Atlanta, sure. um, up in the mountains up here. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I'm originally from Florida, but I love it here. The only thing I miss about Florida is the beach. So mm. um, I wouldn't go back to anything. <laughs> I tell you what, I had a, a minute where I moved to California and uh, it was mm. complete wrong fit. I'm not that guy. It just didn't work. However, the beauty yeah. of it was was second to none. The ocean, the uh, you know, the different travels that we did throughout Malibu and, and Beverly Hills, and I mean, it is one of a kind. It's just it didn't quite fit for me. I missed the ocean. I missed that environment. But when you find where you're supposed to be, and it, and it resonates, it fits. Then you found your place. You know where you're at, and and I think that's where you can ground yourself and build a foundation. Absolutely. I mean, that kind of is like, you know, uh, paired up with the feeling when you know you're supposed to be doing something at epiphany moment. You yep. get that when you're where you're supposed to be, too. I mean, you know, I think yep. it's all kind of uh, combined. It, it does. And it and it, it resonates with inside you. It, it really kind of tells you that uh, you're on the right path and you're, you're heading in the right That's direction. Right. Um, That's right. So so I mean, outside of Atlanta, you're out in the mountains. 
Um, what I mean, first of all, you had mentioned this a little while ago. I wanted to ask you first and foremost how long you've been in this. Now, you had said most of your life because your family and your father. Uh, when did you start your own business, though? What was when? How many years ago was that that you did your very first? This is my business project. Yeah. So uh, four years ago, four uh, years. January seventh would be four years now six or eight months before that, um, I had a full-time job with my old boss. Uh, but for some reason I got a side job and I got another one and then it turned into like seven or eight. And then, you know, I just had this gut feeling, man. I was like, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to go out on my own. The scariest thing I ever had to decide, right. you know, but I had that feeling like we've talked about yep. and I just went for it, man. And, and, you know, it's like, everything has been aligned to be sitting here in front of you. It's just crazy how everything is like it was meant to be. You know, and when that feels, when that, when that feeling happens, and it's like when you find your spouse or, or you connect with something in your life that resonates, it, it does. It, it really opens all these new avenues. And the feeling is, is strong that you're where you're supposed to be. It's, it's an uh, right. euphoria moment, really. It's a good feeling. Um, yeah. So Atlanta, did you end up there from family? Was it uh, a woman in your life, business opportunity? What brought you there? from Florida? Um, so my dad, uh, he, you know, like I said, he was a concrete contractor. He left Florida to come up here just to kind of get away from the city life pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was here probably a year, worked for a few people and, uh, there was a huge demand for concrete up here. So he started his own business. Um, and, uh, it wasn't long after that where I came up in the summer, uh, to stay with him and I ended up staying. Yep. Yep. And Florida yeah. isn't too far away. So, I mean, it, it's, you right. know, uh, at least a, it isn't, you know, complete shell shock to be in a completely different environment. Um, right. For me, and I know a lot of people come from other countries, that's got to be the kick to the face to try to settle into another yeah. country and people's differences of, of, you know, how you were raised and, and the events of your life and how they unfold. Uh, but for me to move from Wisconsin all the way to the West Coast, uh, you know, at that time when I moved, I was 44, 45. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I was 44. And I wasn't really ready for how different it was going to be from a small country town. You know, I would go to Madison. I would go to Chicago. I would go to Milwaukee. Um, you know, they were bigger communities, obviously, bigger environments. But I never lived in them. I would do business there and go home to my little country town. <laughs> right. And to be in a city, right. um, I, I'm still adjusting. And it's been yeah, over four years. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a yeah. shell shock. But um, so you're if you look at what led you to this. Uh, so really, I, I'm thinking it's it's family. It's it's being in that environment. That's kind of what already predetermined that this is probably going to be what you do. Is that right? Yeah, it is. You, you know, agree? just to just to touch a little bit more on that. So, um, you know, my dad, I grew up racing motocross. Um, and when my dad moved up here, you know, that was kind of my opportunity to get back into racing, uh, which I loved and missed. Um, so that was pretty much at that point at 12 years old, that was the main motivation for me to come up here. Um, you know, he, he said, look, if you want to race, you can come up here, you can help me. Um, and that's really at 12 years old is really when I started working with my dad more, um, you know, on, on the weekends after school, he'd come and pick me up at two 30 and we'd go back to the job site. Uh, and that's really where uh, my understanding and learning uh, began with concrete. Gotcha. So when you when you started the concrete industry, so to speak, what led you to the decorative side of things? I mean, what what got you? And I imagine, and I see your work. I know you still do amazing concrete work, but you're getting more and more into the the more advanced artistic decorative side and elevated yeah. side, if you will. What led you in that direction? You know, that was that moment um, when I stamped that yard of concrete. Uh, and, and you know, just to kind of go back a little bit more, I I went through years of pouring concrete, but then I, I stopped pouring concrete and I went and actually did some painting, like painting and staining for about five years. And it's crazy because when I stamped the concrete, I realized that a lot of the painting and staining with brushes and rollers, it kind of went hand in hand with decorative concrete. And I already kind of had a feel for that. So it was almost like while I was painting and staining, you know, it's like, why am I doing this? I grew up pouring concrete. And now that I'm doing decorative concrete, it's like, it's all combined. And it's like, all that was meant to be put together for a reason. Um, but, you know, really why I got into decorative concrete, it's, I've got to give a lot of that credit to social media. 
um, when, you know, I live up here in the mountains and I really didn't know a whole lot about stamped or decorative concrete. But as soon as I started figuring out that there were pages on Facebook, like dedicated to concrete, and I joined those pages and I saw what people were able to do with concrete, dude, I fell in love. I was like, that is what I want to do. And that's what I set my mind out to do. Well, that's an excellent direction to head in because I think right now the decorative world, and I can't say just right now, it's been it's been consistent for many years, but I think it's becoming more something that everybody knows about because social media has put it right out there in front of us. Or before stained yeah. concrete, you'd see it in a bar or a restaurant, maybe somebody would notice it. Today, you're seeing it all across our screens. Uh, you know, it, it people, grandmoms, older people, younger people, it doesn't matter. They're all getting uh, exposed to this, if you will. And, and another thing I want to mention, just in, in uh, relation to what you had said a little while ago about painting and staining, some businesses, some, some career choices are so similar. And when you are in one, you recognize how it can translate easily to another. And I think that's what's got a lot of us into this industry. So I was an auto body guy some years back when I was a younger man. And, and I loved the painting. I loved the prep work. I loved it. it was a pain in the ass, of course, a lot of work. But it was sure. satisfying and it was creative. And I think that's what was lacking from the maintenance business that I had was that it was so mundane and so replicable that it didn't have any artistic ability to express yourself or grow. And when I got into that, I realized that woodwork and auto body have a whole lot of similarities to what we do in terms of being a master craftsman and being patient, fixing your work and understanding you know, and people say, too, most jobs will have mistakes. It's just that you've repaired them well enough or corrected them well enough that people don't know they're there. We're, we're always human. Right. We're always human to error and prone to mistakes. But it's it's how you approach a job, how you finish it. And so it's it's interesting to hear you say that because I, I see so many relative career choices that are similar to what I do. And I kind of combine them, like you said, together. So that's a good point. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think it's really cool with, with all, you know, you and so many people in the industry that I'm able to see through these social media platforms, you know, I'm, we're all kind of exposed to everybody's work and we're able to take some from everything and create our own style, our own flavor. And I think that's what's cool about it, man. We can all be, you know, kind of like our own unique artists in a way. Agreed completely. And I think that's the truth about what we do. In fact, think about this once for the audience and for yourself and for me. How often do you achieve something in life in life without having an influence from somewhere? Never. I, whether it's a song you've written, whether it's a picture you've drawn, you were inspired by somewhere along the line, a movie you've watched, a meal you tasted. I don't care what it is. You have you are inspired consistently. And so we pull from one another little pieces that fit. And so sometimes when I train new guys or I work with guys who have not been in the industry long, they might do something that I've never thought of. I've got just my eyes. I'm one guy and I have my blinders on and I'm always busy. And sometimes I, I don't learn new things because I'm stuck in the repetitiveness of how I've taught myself. But when I'll see somebody else try something new, I'll be like, hey, why the hell am I not doing that? I want to start borrowing right. that, okay? You know, And that's that's what the <laughs> yeah. give and take that we share with one another. We, we always are like a sponge that can learn. So that's right. Yeah. Now, yep. So let me ask you this then influences. All right. And, and this, there's a lot. I know we all have many, many influences. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. already some of them that you're going to mention, but, but you know, throw yeah. me some, some ideas of you, you looked at this or you met this guy or, or his team or whatever. And you said, Hey, this is something I got to do. Who are your influences? Yeah, for sure. So first of all, I know I'm going to leave so many important people out, man. So many people that have influenced me. And, you know, but the people that I can think of offhand, for one, is my hero, Bob Harris, man. Um, <laughs> Boy, are I'm, you lucky to live close to that man? <laughs> yes, sir, man. That's so a blessing, lucky. man. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I've got to say, man, I'm super grateful for Bob and Leanne both. They mm -hmm, have been mm – -hmm. uh, they have really been a guiding hand to me into and through this industry so far. Uh, we just talked a little bit about how we take uh, – you know, like a sponge and we absorb stuff from other people. The majority of the stuff that we are doing as a company is from stuff that we've learned from Bob Ears. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, so he would be, man, like I said, there's so many, the list goes on. Bob Harris and Leanne would be up there. Um, you know, I've got to say on the stamped concrete, Mike Simcoe and his brother, oh. Kevin, always yep. do the cleanest stamped work, man. Always beautiful color. Um, you know, there, you know, you with the epoxy, God, there's so many people that are so good in different genres. Uh, you know, Keith Duhon, uh, Joshua Russell, 
Uh, even some of the girls out there killing it, man. Anymore? Like Jill. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, the female skill set is is a good kept secret that we got to change. They shouldn't be a good yeah. kept secret. They should be out there in the And there are, be. there are many that already are. Yeah. Crystal Pelose, yeah. uh, and so many we're actually, others. Yeah, we're actually going to Crystal's training next week in Florida. I seen that. Um, you posted that on Facebook. Good for you, brother. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. she she is an absolute badass man. I, yep. you know, I'm 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 really picky about the trainings we go to just because they are time consuming and we you know busy like everybody else. It's an investment. This training, yeah, it absolutely is, man. I mean, people look at trainings like, oh, it may cost you know 750 bucks or a thousand bucks, but man, the return on investment is insane. The more you offer to people, the more you can charge, the more of a broad era that you can cover, the more you can pick and choose what you want to do, and that's to me is the goal. Thank you for watching Passion Driven, sponsored by Excalibur. And, and I think there's two sides to training. And I think I realized this from other people, like um, one of the guys I look up to only because of the way he approaches everything uh, is Mike Quist um, from Stone mm-hmm. Cold Countertops. He's been yes, doing sir. some interesting things. And, and one of the secrets that he told me uh, in our podcast that we had was to him, it was the riches that he found the riches were in the niches he would find these niche little unique things and beat them to death on all different sides of social media and how to do it and he would do it for free he would do it on long-term videos that you can watch again and again and learn the process that's that's something to be said because it's hard to give all of yourself away and yet at the same time when you do that you open a floodgate of people who will come to you like a magnet and want to pay and want to learn so for me it's a balance of giving and then yet also in training, of course, it costs money too. If my whole week is consumed, yep. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm out of state traveling, that has to be compensated yep. somehow. And you want to find that fine line to where it's not about the money. Uh, it's yep. more about the relationships, but you're making a living, right? So it's not yep. it's not this grand thing where uh, suddenly the training has provided me you know, an indefinite amount of income. What it has done, though, is it's, it's created the relationships that I think will last the rest yes. of my career uh, like with yourself and everyone else that that we talk and reach out and work with, so it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing, it really has. Men, women, all of yeah. them. Younger, I've seen younger people. You know, and they're yeah. teenagers. In fact, there's this guy uh, works with uh, Chris Lavin at XPS in uh, Europe. I think it's in England, and he has his daughter. She's 16 or so, and she pours with him, and she is freaking amazing. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow, that's freaking <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. that's what we hope to see is, you know, younger people coming up and actually wanting to be involved in the industry of wanting to learn. Um, I think that, uh, God, man, we need so many prayers on the next generation wanting Boy, to step sure in do. and actually, man, it's, it's where are they? You know, why aren't yep. they here? Yep. Uh, you know, I, I don't quite understand other than, you know, maybe parents and teachers are saying, hey, you know, go to college, don't get your hands dirty, you know. It's almost like uh, the people out there that are getting their hands dirty or looked down upon, and we need to get away from that somehow, man. It's uh, I, you know, I we th- can have a good life doing this stuff. I think it's been since, honestly, I mean, and I'm not trying to be a historian, although I love history, but if you look back, I think after, I'd say the 60s, somewhere 20 years removed from World War II, in that time frame is where it became more popular to go to college and get a mental education than a physical education, and that's been slowly transpiring more and more and more. And and we've all been removed. Take the family farm. I grew up on a family farm. We had 170 acres, 60 head of cattle. We we did we had a little bit of everything. We had cattle, sheep, goats, blah, blah, the whole night. We we did everything. We had to. Our our parents insisted. We work hard and we respect them. And a lot of that has disappeared. Farms are all owned by large conglomerates. It's no longer the way it was where you'd wake up and go herd the cattle before you go to school in the morning. We lose all of that sense of uh, maturity and sense of responsibility. And, and of course, when I grew up as a kid in the 70s and, and 80s, we didn't have video games like we have now. I mean, I can't say what kind of man I'd have been if I was raised in the city with technology like we have right. now. I'd probably be one of the problems <laughs> and not, and not yeah. somebody where I'm at now. But because I grew up the way I did, I was forced into physical labor seemed to be the thing to do. And, and although I always wanted a better education, I think along the way, what I have to look back in hindsight and realize is that I've acquired one. It's just a different kind yeah. of education. It's a, you know, a, a one that I think people will respect that we can actually do things. We're, we're not just talkers yeah. or dreamers. We can actually go do it. And that's a huge thing right. in my opinion. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, I think, I think so many people get wrapped up in the, oh, if you know, you go out and get your hands dirty every day, 
you stop learning. And that's the worst. That's the biggest mistake or the biggest misunderstanding that's out there. Uh, you know, going back to the trainings, we were just talking about not only are we learning hands-on stuff, but we're learning a lot of, of mental aspects about what we do too. At the beginning, when we first started chatting, we talked about problem solving. I think that is the number one key of getting through the day, the week, the month is being able to figure out things when they pop up out of nowhere and how to do. handle it, address yeah, they do. And they yeah, do all day. Get away with that, Whether know? it's our headsets yeah. on a Zoom meeting that we couldn't overcome for a bit yeah. <laughs> or a truck right. that breaks down <laughs> or a grinder that doesn't work when it's plugged in or a generator. It's, the list will always be long. I mean, yeah. And here, let's mention That's another right. thing on this show and between ourselves. Another big thing mm-hmm. that we will always have to overcome. It might be actually quite even the hardest, maybe even harder than money. And that's human nature. As humans, mm-hmm. we're all so different. And if you build a team yeah. based around X amount of individuals and any one of those individuals are a weak link and things start to fall apart, you sacrifice jobs, yeah. quality, the list is long. You almost got to wear a lot of yeah. hats and one of them is a psychiatrist and it's complicated. Yeah. When I started growing and I went from Wisconsin to here and I had branches running in all these places and I was trying to relegate authority to certain people that couldn't handle it and it was a ginormous mm-hmm. nightmare. And so it, it, yeah. it prepped me to understand that human nature is different no matter where you go. Uh, and it just always will be that way. <laughs> so God, I don't know, man, but, <laughs> it's so true. It, it is, man. I mean, everybody, like you said, everybody is so different and people have to be treated as such like individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes you have to, what works for him may not work for her. And like um, you said, you know, psychology is a huge deal and it comes, especially as a business owner, having employees, um, you've got to understand how to address situations differently with different people. And that is probably one of the biggest challenges out there, uh, just involved around people in general. Yep. yep. We can't wear kids gloves anymore. And it's just, that's the way life is. The older people had it right in a lot of ways. Um, I'd say some yeah. of the old uh, demeanors from our our elders, some of them were indeed very hard and harder than uh, I would even be comfortable with. But that being said, it, it left a precedent and set a tone of how we're supposed to be as adults, as men, as women, as humans. Uh, and, and that's something right. that's, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's only kind of slipping away. We're hoping, though, that between what we're doing, the shows that we do, the education that we do, the way we reach out to people and invite them in, we're hoping, I believe you feel the same, that we can instill something different in our youth to come up behind us and, and, and pick up. Uh, you know, the cross and carry it, if you will. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, ab- absolutely, man. So, it's funny you say that. So, last year, I actually reached out to um, our local school manager who who is basically head of over, uh, over all the construction stuff. And I talked to him about actually putting on basically a seminar just to show the high schoolers, you know, uh, basically how we would uh, find elevation set up you know our forms pour the concrete show them how we pour concrete but not only that come back and do some cool stuff like intricate saw cuts and stains or maybe some epoxies just you know some vertical i just want the kids to see that hey yeah our hands are dirty yeah we're sweating but man you can do some really cool stuff with concrete that you can be proud of and i think that you know, these kids need to see that, you know, and not just think, oh, all you do is wheelbarrow all day. That's not the case. You know, no, you no. can do some really cool. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Uh, there's just a misconception out there that I think we need to uh, try and straighten out with the youth. You know? Well, you know, look at look at Mike Rowe with dirty jobs. I mean, that guy put himself through hell yeah. to test and see what real life was like. But everything we do is not like that. In fact, some of the most right. rewarding times is when we get to that part of the job where our art part comes in, where we can really be flavorful, right. where we can throw something different and unique at it. You know, so I got to the point in my career where to throw three colors of epoxy down, it's important. I don't ever want to disrespect that. That's where I came from, so to speak, in my journey. But that bores yeah. me at this point. And so what I'm looking yeah. for is the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Am I going to cover next? it with lace yeah. and am I going to spray it with auto body coatings like the old candy jobs in the 60s and 70s? Am I going to bury yeah. it twice after that? Am I going to put it clear with, you know, fiber optics through it? Am I going to create something that's entirely different than, you know, epoxy is just a component. It's not the job. And and so that's right. what excites me is to see how far we can go with it. So let me ask yeah. you this as I'm going down the, the train of thought in my mind of questions. I want to make sure you can tell to the viewers who listen. Um, what's on a day-to-day your business right now? What's your, what's your normal day-to-day jobs? What is your typical process 
uh, and your most normal jobs that you're getting? Or is that changing? Are you getting to the point where now it's becoming more advanced uh, artistic type of, of work? Yeah. So, man, that's that's really a tough question to answer because mm -hmm. just like you said on the latter part, our jobs, our phone is ringing for the, the, the most wide variety of different things. You know, I mean, that's awesome. uh, tomorrow morning we're pouring. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And that's what keeps me excited. You know, sure, I'm, I'm like, sure. you, I can, I can tell, you know, the mundane day to day, same stuff, you know, it just gets boring. Um, oh. Even when you do, you know, the next best project, you know, while everybody's still taking pictures and they're super proud of it, you know, I'm thinking, man, this is cool, but what's next? You know, but yeah, That's to answer your be, question, yes. man, yeah, we, we're going from, you know, we're doing a 50 yard basement tomorrow. Uh, next week, we're doing some micro topping on a floor. Uh, we actually have uh, three epoxy jobs coming up. So, uh, oh, yeah, get, yeah, that's what I want to hear. I hope you do, yeah, please. So, yes. Yeah, that's man. awesome. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the goal, man. I would love to be able to just go from uh, one part of the industry to the next, you know, that and just keep it, keep it kind of hot and going and uh, not do the same stuff over and over and get burned out. That's kind of my goal. So my train of thought would be that the average individual who gets into what you're doing four years in of owning their own business is probably still normally doing the same kinds of new name things. The difference that yeah. I've seen with you and why I, I was captivated to ask you to be on the show is because I know that you haven't been 25 years into this because you're a young man, right? But I know in that short amount of time, you've done so much. And that's different than a lot of people. Not everybody's required to do that. I know some people who do the same thing over and over. They pour the same pads for model homes. They do, it's all the same, but they do in such large numbers. They've created such a big business for themselves. That's wonderful. To me, right. Irregardless of the money, I would become very bored. It's when I'm pushed out of my comfort zone to create something I haven't done before. I'm usually a nervous wreck for a little bit till I finally digest it all. And when I start, then it's all, I mean, it, now I'm just, that's it. Nothing else but this yeah. project right here is what's the most important thing yeah. other than breathing. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and so that's exciting. But then once I get past that curve and I get on top of it and I own it, it's mine. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. the best. That's like being on stage and you're a rock star. It's like, oh, this is it's so exciting. Yeah. It's, it's rewarding. You've accomplished it. You, you, yes. Yeah. You got through all the fear and all the anxiety of, you know, what can go wrong. And uh, I think maybe that's where, uh, why we are here right now and where, why you're there is, is we were able to, to, uh, you know, take advantage of that, even though that, you know, we were scared things could go wrong. We didn't know exactly how it was going to work out, but we were willing to step up to the plate and, um, you know, take a swing at it. And, uh, you know, if problems came up, we, we addressed it. We addressed them. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that's the main thing is just taking care of it. So. So to me, I think another thing, too, was it's it's a blessing and a curse. Every single time I was asked to do something above and beyond most of the time, unless it was something completely ridiculous. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> but almost yeah. every single time if somebody says, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I got to go back to yeah. my shop. <laughs> if I haven't done it, I got to figure, figure it out. out. I can do it. So that's I done right. a job yeah. in 2015 in uh, Malibu. And I didn't know when I got hired at the client, and it was Miley Cyrus's property. And she had a handler who actually dealt with this until I got to the job. And the third weekend after we'd come back, then finally one day she was on the job site. I just got a chance to talk to her and meet her. And she was very polite. Uh, just a young girl. I mean, my daughter would have been the same age as her. So I just kind of pushed yeah. aside the fact that it's Miley Cyrus. She's just a, a young girl with a hell of a set of properties here. And we're going to do a hell of a job. And uh, yeah. so what I realized, I think early on is she, so she had asked me to do this, this chimney with a, like a big chunk flake and she wanted it in an epoxy and the, and the chimney, of course, with all tuck point and all the masonry. It's like, I'm not sure, but I told her yes. Immediately. She, yep. Yep. I can do this. Right. I ran back to my shop. I created a bunch of different kinds of fluffy epoxy that I could like trowel with a paste. And then I started mixing till I came up with what worked on a fake piece of, 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 uh, you know, brick, right. In my shop on a four foot section. And once I got it yeah. perfect, I knew I had it. And then we just replicated yeah. that on the job and it went perfect. Right. And then that led to more work yeah. with her and more work with her. And so it's like every yeah. time I said, yes, there's a, that that nod in your stomach. It's like, what did I do? But at the same time, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it, you know. So it yeah. could be a blessing, yeah. could be a curse, but it is just part of my makeup, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's a saying that says when an opportunity comes up, say yes and then figure out how to do it. And <laughs> no, I think that's, that's really true. I mean, you know, I, I'm not, if somebody asked me, yeah, for sure. Somebody asked me, Hey Ben, can you, uh, can you, you know, build me a rocket ship to go to Mars? I'm going to obviously say, look, that's out of my league. But if, <laughs> if I feel like, 
yeah, if there's like a little chance that I could, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out. And if it seems like I have some of the pieces, but I may be missing some, man, I'm like you, I am like laser beam focused. I'm looking and we're going to figure it out. I'm not going to let this oh, beat me, you yep, know? Yep. Thank you for watching Bad Mojo Media Studios, Passion Driven. And, yeah. and the blessing to us today is that we know everybody in the industry. And if we don't know, uh, yes. we, we kind of know them from Facebook, I mean, yeah. or social media yeah. platforms or YouTube channels or something. Um, yeah. It's exciting when you can get actually when you watch somebody for years and you get a chance to work with them. Uh, that's that's what it is. It's someday it is, I'll get a chance sure. to work with with Bob and Leanne on some project somewhere. I have not yet. I have not had that uh, that opportunity, but uh, I communicate with them a lot. And sooner or later, we'll do yeah. something special together. I hope. Um, let me ask yeah. you this though, and this is kind of off topic, but it's important to who you are and where you're going. So, so give me some feedback about you personally. So, what I mean by that is your family. So, you had mentioned earlier that uh, you know, a child, a spouse, what? Fill me in. Let's 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 hear about yeah. So, that part uh, of your life. so um, yeah. So, I am actually uh, with Brittany, who is my fiance. Man, I'm so thankful for her, man. She, um, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for her, hands down. Uh, she is a huge part of this company, um, and I'm really grateful for her. So her and I have a daughter together, Camber. She's, she'll be three, actually, in two weeks. That is um, a blessing. We, it yeah, is, man. And she's, you know, so she is wide open, man. She is all over the place, but, you know, she... Uh, She's super cool. She knows concrete. You know, she always says, oh, daddy's concrete. So she, you know, she, she loves the trucks and, and everything like that. But, uh, so I have, I have two boys from a previous marriage. Um, Landon is 13 and Abel is eight. Um, and uh, they're both really, really athletic and, um, they, you know, good kids, man. And I'm super, super happy, you know, happy to have them for sure. I bet you a big part of the success you wish to achieve in business is also because of them. I would think it is. You it know? is absolutely, man. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I hope, you know, with it, we talked about the drought and the next generation, you know, obviously I'm not going to force any of this onto my kids, but I try and get them involved and get them interested. That's the main thing is you oh. have to have interest in order to be successful. If you don't have any oh. interest in it, you're not going to go anywhere. And that's just no, the, you know, no. fact of it. So. And I think that's, that's what I think the problem is. And I have to say this, very tenderly because I wish to disrespect no one. Um, sure. I think to those who go and, and attain a higher level of mental education at college, I commend them. It was just not my yep. thing. And I think if I had right. to go into a field and I got two years into a college degree and realized I hated it, I would be discouraged. Um, maybe yeah. I would even stay in it because I've already put two or three years and X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars. dollars. Yeah. But with right. this, it's so different because we can change what we do. We can bring on something new. We can add something we're never limited to a single mindset. And especially in today's social right. media world, we can reach out and do anything. Uh, what I'm, I'm captivated by the carvers today. You mentioned something. Yeah. I'm captivated oh by gosh, all man. of this different kinds of skill set. It's nothing to do with what I do, but it's all in right. the decorative sense of creating. Right. Um, I, yeah. I've gotten hooked on these guys that are pinstripe and, and airbrush wizards. I've gotten hooked on all these different mm -hmm. kinds of art and skill set, metalsmiths that are just to die for steampunk art uh you know that i've seen everywhere um it, it's it's just crazy there's so many different people mm -hmm. i can reach out and bring into the fold of what we're doing and part of the premise right. part of what i try to design with bad mojo media mm -hmm. is i need to have stable uh you know rock hard individuals uh in the industry that people respect like yourself uh, paris or others that i've interviewed but i also like to throw in there others that are from outside of our industry because they should be a part of our industry. Maybe we can work yeah. together and collaborate. Maybe we can grow something yeah. that doesn't exist yet. And it's exciting yeah. because they're driven by the same passion driven uh, feelings that we have in our industry. So what about glass blowers? Like I met in Santa Fe or what about some of these other artists? And it's like, wow, guys who build guitars, custom in shops. And I see the intricacy and the time they put into it. I just shake my head. That's what I'm saying this. We're all our own yeah. unique artists and it's exciting. Right. You know? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, obviously, man, I'm, I'm stoked that you would even consider me in that category, but I feel the same <laughs> as you, man. I mean, people either have that in them 
um, or they don't, you know, you mm-hmm. either have that artistic, it doesn't matter. Like you said, if you're blowing glass or doing pinstriping on a car or, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You either have a niche, uh, to want to be artistic and creative and be a craftsman or, or not, you know? And I think if any of those people you just talked about, if they were to step into the concrete industry, they would quickly find their area and progress. I bet. I bet. And that's kind of how it it is. My, my only foray into concrete, truthfully, uh, in real concrete was, was quite some years ago, I got uh, hired on a, a a wall crew and I was doing all the grunt work and in and out of the stoops and throwing forms and, Man, it's a lot of freaking work. I mean, thank God I was a young man <laughs> in my twenties because at, at nearly fifty today, I don't know if I have that same gusto or yeah. not. But uh, people don't understand sometimes too what the effort that we all put into our businesses and our careers to shape it the way it is. So that's right. Yeah. If I had to ask you, and it's it's a broad question, but I'll ask it nonetheless. If I had to say, Ben, what would you share with the next group of people behind you? Would would you have any? Um, advice that you would like to share or, uh, you know, uh, innovations or something that you would like to say, hey, this can be done. This is what we would do. This is what I would be looking for. What kind of advice would you give for the generation coming behind you? And again, broad question, I I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I think that a lot of people um, have a hard time picking something Mm -hmm. in life um, and going with it. Uh, my first piece of advice would be to pick something that you have an interest in and go for it, man. Make your mind up, say, this is what I'm going to do and I am going to be badass at it. Yep. And, you know, just dude, stick to it. Network with people, go to training, sacrifice. You know, it's the sacrifice is hard, but it's necessary. Yep. I, I feel like, you know, too many people want the luxury of working, you know, 40 hours and going home and, you know, they can spend time with their family, which is nice. And that's a good life, but you're not going to excel and become elite unless you are willing to sacrifice. So pick that thing, sacrifice and go for it, man. Yep. Yep. Dedicate hundred percent. Once you've, once you've selected something, go at it hard. And I think that regardless of what your uh, education is prior, I think you could be successful. One of the unique things that America has always offered all of us, you know, it's something that I still hang on to dearly as everything has been kind of questionable in our future uh, and the outlook of our country. But the one thing that was always there is that if you were willing to work for it hard, it was there for you, regardless of your your your, your religious beliefs, your ethnical you know backgrounds or, you know, where you came from, what, you know, it doesn't matter. None of that mattered. If as long as you were willing to dedicate yourself to something that you believed in, the opportunities in America yeah. exist. I still feel that's that way. I still don't see anybody it's still, stopping. It's us. still like that. Yep. Yes. Yep. So if I would share, there's any just more excuses all, now. Yeah. Right. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. More yeah, excuses. It is. Yep. I mean, yep. yeah. If 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 you want something and you know you get that gut feeling uh, and you go after it, you're gonna get it, man. It, yep. It's just you got to keep you know tooth and nail. You just got to fight to get there, and uh, you know don't become complacent and comfortable. Um, you know, what's the, what's the saying that says, you know, be humble, but always hungry. Always hungry. More. Oh. Um, well, you know, I, I think, I think that's, that's the, the solution. So today I had a, I had a, a privilege. I met a, a guy, um, Javier is his name. He's, uh, I'd say later fifties, um, immigrated at 17 from Mexico, spoke zero English, had no money. Um, mm. he, he didn't know what to do. He came here with a family because the desperation that they had in their community in Mexico. And um, so he, he ended up deciding that the first thing he must do is learn English. He did. So in a very short order, he learned how to communicate with people in America, which he felt was the most necessary thing to do for him. Immediately after that, he got a contracting job pouring concrete and working in construction. He stayed with the same company for 23 years. In 2004, he left. Today, he owns three and a half acres and a large complex and a multi-million dollar facility that's just about complete. And he has 36 crews between here and California, doing everything from metal, licensed metal work, licensed concrete work. He is licensed in all these different things. You know, and here's a guy that had nothing, came from nothing, came to America with, didn't even know how to speak our language with zero dollars and just worked his ass off. And now he's got something that I look at. I'm like, God, I wish I had that. <laughs> and I feel horrible yeah. for feeling that way because I was, I had yeah. the privilege of being raised in America. You know what I mean? I, right. And so there is nothing stopping us is the point. There isn't. It no? just us. Yes. You know, that's it. 
we are in our own way. And that's, that's basically it. You know, yep. uh, that's an incredible story, man. And that is a great example of uh, what is possible at, you know, chasing the American dream. For yep. sure. He, he's got a table I'm going to build for him. It's 16 foot long, six feet wide. And it has redwood from California, these large pieces. And, and it's for his new facilities, his new office location. Um, and he's got just, just a tremendous complex. And, and I love to see this because it is the American story. You know, the reality of it is, is that most of us ethnically are from somewhere, right? You know, my last name is Bates. I'm English, right? So we're all from yeah. somewhere, most of us anyway. And, and there is nothing stopping us except us. And I think I've realized in the last five years of my life, at all of the times in my life where I hit a stopping point, it was a roadblock that somehow I probably put there. It was never anything else stopping me except probably That's myself. Right. And so now yeah. I have no roadblocks and now the future is straightforward and I'm excited about it. Awesome. Um, if anything, yeah. I'm a little older, but perhaps that comes with some wisdom. At least that's what I tell people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. You know, you're right, dude. I mean, like you said, the, the future is going to come regardless, hopefully. And uh, I think that, you know, being excited about it is oh. what is going to excel you. You know, if, oh. if you're, you know, if you don't have any goals, man, so many people, you know, they don't have anything set in front of them to step forward and achieve. And, uh, you know, man, I hate to say it, but I lived parts of my life where in five years I was doing the same thing I was five years before. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, that's, man, that's, that's a sad waste of time, you know? So I, I encourage people, you know, to, yeah. And, and, you know, I encourage people, you know, to set goals, set achievements. If it seems really far, um, you know, put little stepping stone goals on how to get there and work on it, man. Work, yep. you know, it's like goals. that quote that says, yeah, it's like that quote that says, you know, nobody cares, work harder. Dude, that's so true. It is, isn't you it? Know? There is no sympathy anymore. And there shouldn't be really yep. for us as adults. We're, we're all given the same yep. opportunities usually. Um, and if, right. if we choose not to do something with it, then, then we're our own worst enemy. Um, let yep. me ask you a couple of real quick, important questions. And, and again, they're both important to me. Where is is your business now heading in the future? What what do you see in a nutshell in the next five years? Do you see more crews, different states? Do you see something more advanced than that? Uh, what's your thought process there? Man, this is a uh, a tough subject. I tell you, uh, a couple few maybe a few months ago, I was at a point in my career where I was pretty much fed up with the rat race. The you know, pouring concrete um, with what we do. And, and I know it's the same with epoxies. You go from one job to the next and one job to the next. And it's just a rat race you're caught up in. And, you know, we got to get this done and on to the next. They've been waiting in two weeks. And, you know, so I I, I think that, um, you know, I was to a point where I was almost ready to step away from employees. Oh, I, I was that. almost ready. Yeah, I, saw, I was I about your- to a point. Yeah, where Brittany and I, I was just going to take specialty custom stuff and do, you know, maybe throw some metallics down in a garage or do a countertop or, you know, a vertical fireplace um, or fire pit. I mean, it goes on. I was just going to do stuff that I could I could handle pretty much. And I could work three or four or five days a week and I didn't have to work 80 hours a week. So the crew could work 40, you know, and uh, but, you know, I really this was weighing heavy on me and I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? Um, I have some great guys that work with us. We have an awesome team. Uh, I hate to let them down and they don't, they don't deserve that. So basically I've kind of made my mind up now and I'm in a completely different field. It was either that or try and keep up with the demand in our community. I mean, we were averaging 25, 30 phone calls a day and we just Damn. couldn't even take all the calls, you know? Right. So here we live in a community where uh, demand for concrete, regular and decorative is really high right now. And we are missing out on a lot of opportunity to not only, you know, advance our business, but service our communities as well. Um, so I think this spring, what we're going to do is we're going to try and start another crew. Um, and uh, man, it's really, it's really tough because we've went through, probably 30 people in the last four years. Um, but man, I tell you, I, I really, you know, I'm super nice guy, man, but I don't have any nonsense when it comes to employees yep. that are just gonna, uh, you know, sacrifice quality yep. or not show up. Yep. Uh, you yep. know, let so the whole been, team down. Yep. Exactly, and, man. So let me share this with you though. I think to myself, getting to know who you are as a business owner, a human being, I think you would have realized within two months, that that's just not you. You would have missed all of that 
shit, if I will, that yeah. has pressured yeah. and stressed you, you would have yeah. felt like you left everything on the table or on the field, like they say about sports. Yeah. I, I believe that about you because I know that's how I was. Whenever I try to remove myself too far and say, I'm just going to do this because it's it's more comfortable and I can breathe and I'm getting older, I, I'm bored right. and I'm absolutely miserable. And Jill's yeah. kicking me out the door to go do something new because she knows that yeah. I need that in my life. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> you know, some yeah, people are that way. You, you know what I mean? So you're right on, dude. I'm the same way. And you're you're absolutely right. If I have say three days off of work, I I will go from being stressed out, like, man, how are we gonna do all this stuff? You know, just freaking out to having three days off. I can't, I, I'm like ready to get back out there and start freaking out. I, you know, I, I have an issue. I have an issue unwinding yeah. and, and being comfortable with not doing something. It's just yeah, in our nature. And, and that's I a, think that's the, maybe the way we were raised, you know, perhaps. Uh, you know, you, you said that, you know, you grew up and you knew some of the older guys that were really okay. tough, man. I didn't, you know, I talked about my dad a little bit. My dad was, was, man, he was hard on me. I mean, <laughs> like, really. you know, and, yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of the guys that I talked to that are some of the greats in the industry, they have the same stuff to say. So yep, now yep. I'm starting to realize that even though I hated the way that he was to me, I, I appreciate it now. I feel you know? the exact and, same way. Now I'm blessed that my dad yeah. is still here. He's 83. Uh, yeah. and he's, he's a hard, uh, hard guy that he's still here and he's not giving up. He's clinging to the desire to still be here and, and physically yeah. he's in bad shape. But what I learned from yeah, him now in hindsight, well, he's he's going to be here for a while yet. He's just too damn yeah. uh, hard and not in a bad way. Too he's stubborn just, to go. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He still yeah. has a, you know, I mean, he'll bite question and why am I still here? But somewhere in his heart, he knows he's not ready to say goodbye. He's tough. And right. that's that's right. the thing that I appreciate the most. And I know now in hindsight that the, the principles that he instilled in me were necessary. And I don't begrudge that's him right. for that. Now, I thank him for that. That's right. I respect him yep. for that. I didn't get it then. Yep. I do now. And it makes a big difference. So I, yeah, right. I, I mean, honestly, youth needs that. And I know they all like, well, you know, but it's the truth. Yeah. If, if they could only yeah. remove themselves 10 or 20 years in the future, they would look back and see that that, that path was there for a reason. Ah, Excalibur. Knowing the world over, even on the moon. Excalibur Artisans, located in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Come check out our facility and showroom today. Bring yourself, your whole family, or your team. We train in a variety of different epoxy-related mediums. Beautiful countertops, river flow tables, beautiful metallic floors, chips and quartz floors. Stop on by talk to the experts today. So, um, yeah. so let me ask you a, another question. Um, what, and, and again, this is going to be one of those where you just shake your head because it's hard to have an answer for. What's the highlight so far in your career as a business owner of your own? What's been that, that one thing that just was like, wow, this is just, a, this is the shit. This is why I'm here. And I, this is the most exciting or exhilarating thing. What's, do you have a highlight of that yet or not yet? Can I, Some people can I never do, that? sadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, man, I, I can I can say that I have one, but I've got to answer that in a really broad answer, sure. and it's basically four numbers. I've got to say 2020. Mm -hmm. I know it was a crazy year, but, dude, we were so blessed with some really cool jobs this year, man, that I never even thought, for one, we would have the opportunity to do some of the stuff that we were able to do this year, and two, I damn sure never thought that we would be able to do it. You know right, what I mean? Right. So and pull it between, off and actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. And pull it off. Yeah. So, you know, I've got to say 2020, man, we had some projects this year. I, I just am blown away. It just seemed like, you know, I, I said probably four or five times, you know, that, man, this is our best job. And then a few months later, I said, man, this is our best job. And then I, so I hope, man, my, my <laughs> hopes are, is that I can say that the rest of my life, you know, but you know, so anyways, 2020 has been an awesome year, man. We've had four or five projects that were just, I was super stoked about. And see, that's a blessing to say that. And I can also say that sometimes the highlight of your career isn't just the money you earn from that opportunity. Sometimes right. it's many other things that were associated with it. So for me, 2020 was a lot of ups and downs. 
I had training seminars that were canceled early on, others that came through, other amazing things that happened, some sad things that occurred. I had a lot of this up and down, right, like a teeter-totter. But at the same time, one thing I experienced in 2020 that's been the highlight of my year is me doing it with Jill and no longer by yeah. myself. And I'm calling her from a hotel and, yeah, this is going pretty good. I actually have her there. And now she's not just there yeah. to be my moral support. She's there as my equal. And that has been something I never yeah. experienced in my life before. So that's been 2020 is once again for me too, been that kind of yeah. weird but special year that showed me a lot of things. Yeah. Gave me an indication of what's yeah. coming in the future too. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I mean, the whole, it seemed like the whole world has been upside down yep. uh, for 2020. And it's like, I, you know, as far as like my career, man, it's been the best year I've ever had. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to say that, uh, you know, this being our fourth year in business every year, I've been able to say that. So I can't imagine, man, I, I can't imagine what I hope that I can say this again at the end of next year, you at the end of this year. You uh, but. Yeah, next yeah, year so, it's here already. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy year for the world, but man, it seems like for our industry that we all, you know, had a pretty good year. I think most of us can say that. And that's the odd bubble. Um, yeah. And I gotta say, somewhere around Christmas, I started noticing, and that's normal. People start conserving money a little differently before taxes. And then usually sure. after January, that starts to change. And I'm seeing that today because yeah. in the last couple of days, I got big opportunities and big job calls and and, and unique things. I got a guy from uh, Pennsylvania called wants to do a big seminar. And so I, I'm seeing that it's starting to loosen up again. I had admitted there for about a month where I was a little concerned, but, um, yeah. but good things happening. Well, let me ask you this um, and we'll wrap this up soon. I, I want to have uh, just as much information as I can to share with everybody yeah. about who you are, but would you consider moving forward? Had you ever thought of, and I know you shared this with me uh, on some messages at least, but would you consider like, um, training and working with the others in that industry would you would you consider you know like sharing your knowledge and maybe even adding more uh genres of work to your uh to your plate if you will what's that look Man, like down the road someday yeah uh you know i heard a guy say actually uh, one of my buddies josh fulkerson told me he said you know i heard an old man tell me that he didn't have a patent on any of this stuff and that really registered with me. I was like, you know, th there's a saying that goes, you only keep what you have by giving it back. Yep. And you may have heard that before. I have. So I feel like that applies to our industry too. And what we do, um, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, you know, going to just hoard this information and all the stuff that I'm learning. My hopes are, is that someone, people are interested in learning the same stuff that I've been taught. So man, that would be huge to me. I would absolutely love to pass this on. I, to be honest with you, Daryl, I feel like I have so much more that I need to learn. Um, I feel like I'm the new kid on the block, still a rookie. Uh, but when that day comes, I, I hope that I can uh, bless our industry and be able to give back to the people that are interested. Well, let me, let me share this little sentiment with you then, if you will. For the longest while, I didn't think I had anything to offer. Um, other than the work that I've done, because I've seen so many big companies and so many success stories that are just way beyond what I've done. And so I thought, yeah. well, I don't, I don't, what I'm doing is not that special. But what I noticed is people always wanted to pick my brain. People always wanted to ask me questions. People always wanted to see what I was doing. They wanted to find out the inside scoop of how I created this. And what I realized early on, uh, well, I, I can't say early on, what I realized in the last couple of years is that I do have a story to share. And, and this is also why the podcast came into play, because it's not just my story to share. It's it's gentlemen like yourself and all the other guys that have been girls that have been in the industry for years. It's the up and comers. It's, it's the ones behind us that haven't even begun. It's we all have a story to share. And so we all have something valuable that we can provide. And the, the information that you've already gained at this, this early point in, in your career already tells me that you will have so much opportunity as you go on and the years go by or you can continue to offer that to others. So. You did share something with me, and I'd like you to talk about it in closing, and that's an opportunity coming up in the near future with Bob Harris. So share some of that with me about what you're doing with their uh, business, DCI, and uh, we'll talk about that for a minute. Man, so blown away. You know, as I mentioned, I mean, Bob Harris has been my mentor and pretty much a uh, hero to me when it comes to decorative concrete, and uh, I've been really grateful that he's kind of taken me under his wing uh, and showed me the rope so far. 
Uh, yeah, so Bob uh, and Leanne reached out to me and said that they had an event coming up uh, that was business oriented. Uh, and there was going to be uh, various speakers throughout different parts of the industry were going to be there. Um, and Bob reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in doing a, a presentation. Um, you know, my jaw was on the floor for a minute. Uh, but after I picked it up, you know, I obviously, you know, I was like, man, you know, we all have doubts and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm really do I deserve to be up there, especially with the cast of people that's going to be up there presenting before me. Uh, but, you know, I think highly of Bob and Bob asked me to be up there for a reason. And I feel like that it's my honor and duty to be up there. And, um, you know, if he feels like I can do it, I'm going to go through with it, man. Well, and I so. think you just nailed it right on the head by saying Bob knows his shit. And if he's offered yeah. you that opportunity, it's an honor. But not only that, there's a reason for it. There's something yeah. you have that he would like others to hear. And that I think yeah. is, is the exciting part to me. It, it's like, um, it's like good musicians. When I hear a new song that they've made or someone that I'm really in tune with, it's a message that people want to hear. And I think that's what I gained from, from education and training is that there's so many of us that have something that we can share. So when is this event? Tell us that. Um, gosh, man, Bob's going to shoot me if I get this wrong. Oh, I think yeah, it's, shit, I, <laughs> I, no, I, th I, think I didn't mean to shoot March from the hip there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're March good. 12th. I, I think it's, I think it's March 12th and 13th. God, if so, anybody that's watching this is interested, you can go to decorativeconcreteinstitute.com or go to their Facebook page and check out, just type in decorative concrete Institute and all of their trainings, uh, trainings, they do them frequently will be on there. Um, and you can click on there and just see when it is. And if you'd like to go, just reach out and contact them. And I tell you what, I'll do you one better. I'll put a link at the end of this that they can click on. So they'll take them right to that information. How about that? Perfect. Bob, I if also, I got that wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Bob, I apologize for shooting from the hip. I should have mentioned I was going to ask that. I knew I was going to, but I just no, didn't think about writing it down. But um, that being yeah, said, I'm excited to see that. And in the very near future, I'll make the pilgrimage and I'll get down and, and I'll work with Bob and Leanne and uh, I'll learn myself because they've got so much I want I want to learn. Um, when I see what they Dude, do in concrete, insane. I want to do this with yeah. epoxy on concrete. I want to I want to take yeah. the next level geometric shapes and figures and I want to create something in epoxy. It's not that it hasn't been done or it can't be done or and nobody's playing with it. I just want to make it popular. I want to say this deserves yeah. to be something that people are doing and they're learning how to do it the right way. Um, yeah. I think if I had one excitement in life, it would be to create an accreditation program that makes sense for guys that are coming in to the coatings industry because there really yeah. isn't enough oversight. It's whoever wants to take a two-day seminar and say, I've got a certificate and go throw some shit on the floor. Right. And I'd right. like to teach them the right way. I'd like to see that they are accredited. Yeah. I'd like to see that they have a future and that we can keep yeah. the standards, not a status quo, but at high level where they belong. And it would change the yeah. way people think about our industry, where I've seen so many That's failures. Right. I've been there with nobody training me. And, and I'm professional, right. you know, and it's taken, me years it to, yeah. Yeah, it's taken me years to look back and see the crap I did all them years ago really wasn't all that good. And I had to learn yeah. the hard way from that. So let's offer right. them that help so they don't have to fail first, you know. That's right. Yeah. So yep. that's kind of how I feel sure. about that. One of the most important things, though, before I do wrap this up is how can we reach you? And I wanted to also ask you quickly about your new YouTube channel. I, it, to me, it's amazing. So share that info with us all. Yeah, and, and thank you, man. Yes, Absolutely. So the uh, best way to reach me if you're on social media is, man, hit me up on Messenger, whether it's Facebook or uh, Instagram, reach out to me um, and then we can kind of collaborate. And uh, I've had so many people that I've reached out to them uh, when I was trying to figure stuff out. And man, I love our industry. We got, It's full of so many people that are willing to help you and they have nothing to gain uh, other than they want to see other people do well, you know? Um, so social media would be the first thing. Hit me up on there. If you have any questions, anything that I can help with, I'd be more than happy to try and help you. Um, also, you can reach out to me at my email, uh, which would be the name of our company, Ben's Concrete Creations at gmail.com. I'll share um, that too. Yep. Awesome, man. Thanks. And uh, yeah, so that would be the two ways to contact him. And, and I, I'll get right back to you either way. Um, and, on, and on Facebook too, just let me interrupt. What's, what's the... Yeah. Ben's Concrete Creations? It is, yeah, it's Ben's Concrete Creations. Yep, so so the same, Um, and, and you know, uh, you can add me on there personally too. It's Ben Bass, just look me up on there. Um, and, you know, if we have mutual friends, then I'll, I'll add you. Um, Perfect. So 
yes. but yeah, you can look up our business page on uh, Facebook or Instagram. It's all Ben's Concrete Creations. So, all right. And how about YouTube? So, I, I've seen that you've created a new YouTube adventure, and man, is it good! The work I see, not just yeah. in the work that you produce, but the quality of what you put together is also pretty high, and that's a good thing. Man, I've got to say, I've just, I, I kind of feel like I need to get up right now and let Brittany sit down. I mean, super <laughs> hats off to her. Yeah, she she's killing it with all the, you know, all the edits and all the quotes. I I personally don't have patience for that stuff. And she, man, she just, you know, she kind of found one of her niches like we talked about. And she's, yep. uh, she's really good at recording and doing these edits and putting music over them. Um, and so... Our goal, we actually had several reasons that we wanted to do a YouTube channel. Uh, one was for our customers. Um, you know, we do, uh, we live on a, uh, up here in the mountains where there's a lake and awesome views. Most of our customers, this is their second or third or fourth home, and they're rarely here. So we're grateful that they trust us to do their project while they're not here but it allows them to go on and actually see their process. Did we put rebar in there? Did we use colored concrete? Did you know they can see the whole thing from start to finish? Um, two, for potential employees that are interested in uh, hiring on with us and working for us, they can go and watch our YouTube channel and see exactly what we do. Uh, there's nothing hidden on there. You can see from start to finish what our day-to-day -day processes are. Um, and then also, we want to be able to educate the up-and-comers, people that are curious, that uh, want to know how to stamp concrete or stain or whatever it is we're doing. We want people to be able to find that readily and easily for them. And hopefully, if they have any questions, they can reach out to us. And um, I carry that heavily on my shoulders to make sure that anybody that is curious on getting into this or progressing in the industry, that we want to be able to help them. Yep. Yep. Well, I think you've said just an absolute mouthful. It's wonderful to hear this. I'm going to make sure when we're done that all of this, when I'm editing this, all of your contact information, um, the upcoming show and, and what you're going to do with, with DCI and Bob Harris and Leanne, I'll put all of that on there so people will understand how to find you, how to links to connect with you. Um, and and I'll, I'll do so proudly. It'll make me very happy to see uh, me get this out there that everyone else can also see. I think you've done a fine awesome. job yourself with, with you. Uh, and your team. But that being said, um, I love to help too. So whatever I can do to get that out there for everyone. And um, I just, I got to say thank you, Ben, for taking the time. I know it's late on your end. We're three hours difference from Vegas to where you're at. Um, apologize too for the grief I had with trying to figure out the, the Zoom with our microphones and all that, but we did it, right? Problem solving. <laughs> all good, man. No, nope. I, I can't say like how much of a privilege this was and an honor that you actually asked me to come on here. I've, I've been stoked about it for a week, you know? So, um, man, thank you for this opportunity. And it really was awesome to be able to sit here and chat with you about this stuff, so. Well, I'll never forget this moment I'll share with everyone before I go. So I was watching you on social media over the last few years grow and do these amazing projects, but I had not met you in person. And sometimes when you have not met someone, uh, you might meet them and not know it. And when I was in yeah. Georgia doing a little show with, with Easy Cam, uh, and you came up and you were you were warm, you were outgoing, uh, talkative, excited. I had no idea really though that you that you were put the you know the the business name to the face. And so when you told right. me who you were, I'm like, oh hey, dude. And and it was <laughs> it was a privilege the very first time to meet you. And um so I think Same. moving forward, Same. we're gonna we're gonna have some more opportunities to work together, do some creative things together. I'll make sure I do I my so. end, yeah, to share everything yeah. I can. So um awesome. once again, I can't thank you enough. Bad Mojo Media thanks you. Uh, Jill and I both thank you. And we look forward to what 2021 is going to bring us, the challenges as well as the success stories that we'll share. And we'll do this again. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. We'll back thanks for having me, it. man. You bet. Cool, bud. Appreciate it. Let's rock this 2021 out, Let's dude. do it. 2021. Yep. See you, man. Ben's Bass Creations, Bad Mojo Media. Hang on. I'm going to say goodbye to the audience. I'll chat with you for just a quick second. All right. Cool. Okay, so now I can edit that out. All right. Just Jill's Art, located in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Just Jill's Art specializes in many different artistic mediums, from patinas, cementuous materials, faux finish, and Venetian plaster, including many more. If you'd like to learn from Just Jill's Art, give us a call at 702-365-7502. Do you like to use exciting holographic glitters in your epoxy projects.
floors, countertops, you name it. Give us a call here at Excalibur. Check out our new line called Phoenix. 608-426-1997. Easy again. Located in Jasper, Georgia, proud American-made company of top-notch decorative concrete products. Epoxy stands, cleaners, and many, many more. Give Easy Cam a call today. Excalibur Artisans, located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Give Excalibur a call today. Check out their product line and their advanced training solutions. You can reach us at 608-426-1997. Many thanks for watching the sponsored podcast by Bad Mojo Media Studios, Passion Driven. Until next time, this is Daryl Bates, your host. Have a great night. We had a wonderful episode again today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Bad Mojo Media's Passion Driven Series. We'll be back again next Tuesday. We'll feature amazing guests from around this great nation and hopefully the world. Each week, we'll work together to understand how to brand our businesses better, take our industries further, and learn from one another. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great day. We'll catch you next Tuesday at Bad Mojo Media.